Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Editor-at-Large of Recode. You may know me as the creator of the only exercise program you can do in your web browser, Tabs of Steel, but in my spare time, I talk tech, and you're listening to Recode Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today in the red chair is Mindy Grossman, the CEO of WW International. No, that's not wrestling. You might know it by its old name, Weight Watchers. I wanted to have her on in the podcast because the company is in the middle of some really interesting trends around health and wellness and sort of the transformation tech brings. And I've known Mindy for a while when she used to be at HSN and some other things. Mindy, welcome to Recode Decode. Thank you. Great to be here. So last we talked, you were at HSN. Let's give people your background because you've been around the block. Like, I don't mean to say I've been around the, <laughs> lots of blocks. So can, can you give me some, let's give people where sure. you come from. So I spent almost 40 years between retail uh, fashion, sport, digital, mm-hmm. um, work for Tommy Hilfiger, work for Ralph right. Lauren for 10 years, right. Nike for six years running their global apparel business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're then, a retail person. Right? And then transitioned, worked for Barry Diller for two years mm-hmm. at IAC, running IAC Retail. And then in 2008, took the company public as HSN Inc., mm-hmm. um, which ran HSN the television and digital shopping, as well as an entire catalog portfolio. So right. all direct to consumer. Talk about that experience of going from one to the other, because you were in traditional retail. A lot of people are, there's a lot of executives in traditional retail that m- didn't make that leap, essentially. You know, it's interesting. I was really never in the traditional retail side. Mm-hmm. I was always on the brand side right. into retail. And then at HSNI, again, all in direct retail. So, you know, I think that so many people thought that if I did something next, it would be in retail or it would be in fashion. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I didn't want to do. Right. And so I started the last two years, I was at HSNI speaking around the world on how this idea of the brands of the future need to take technology plus meaning and help people lead better, more fulfilled, connected lives, which took me very much into the health and wellness arena. And I became very consumed with the thought that there's a lot of not just, let's call it financial opportunity there, Uh but there's a lot of human opportunity. And then when I really saw the opportunity with now WW becoming more than just the best weight platform in the world, but the idea to be able to build an ecosystem to help people lead right. better connected lives. Before we get there, I want you to talk about your experience at, at HSN because it was a pioneering. I remember meeting Barry when he bought it. I mean, uh, talking to him about it, talk, meeting with him. Um, how did you look at that experience? Like it did, it was technology. It was a, it was sort of a bridge technology. Yeah, it was interesting when I left Nike to go join that business, which mm-hmm. was struggling at the time. Mm-hmm. I think people thought I'd 
had a midlife crisis or something. Right. Um, but what I really saw was a platform, a content platform mm-hmm. that could be a pow- powerful storytelling platform for brands and for businesses in a world that was becoming more and more distribution captive. Right. But that so it was, explain what that means for people. So, who you know, again, if I worked I like for that two really strong brands, Ralph mm-hmm. Lauren and Nike, and I was still frustrated with how my brand was being executed in Macy's at retail. or wherever exactly. they went. Exactly. Were, and, and where you wanted to go. Exactly. And I said, if the powerful brands are having that problem, imagine what smaller brands are going through. And there's no platform to tell their story. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurs, um, other brands that can't tell a story on a shelf. Right. And so when I met with Barry the first time, I said, I think there's this huge opportunity to become a, let's call it editorial programmed commerce platform Mm -hmm. that can live not just through a linear television platform, but today mm-hmm. with the digital assets, this can be an on-demand 24 hours a day. Right. And that was the transition. And what I said was, we want to be like Food Network, DIY style, but you can actually buy the product. Right. And that's so not y- what it was. Using storytelling, using story, yeah, yeah, correct. Which they so, did. They moved to that. Each of these products had a story behind we, it. We we moved to that. We moved to becoming more of an entertainment platform, mm-hmm. a surprise and delight platform, but which is where people would really, watch and then be convinced by your sellers, who were often very persuasive. You know, correct. Persu- it was mostly founders. Right. You know, we became really a destination for entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. who not only could tell their story live, twenty four hours a day. Mm-hmm but now had a very extensive digital video platform that could also be distributed beyond that to right. the Hulus and, you know, beyond. Right. And so we transformed the business, accelerated the growth in the business, and really became a destination for uh, for brands and entertainment. And we were one of the first businesses to ever launch our own gaming platform mm-hmm. called HSN Arcade and the casual game front. Talk about the link with that. Why would you? Because people are already there being entertained. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think sometimes you just really have to understand the behavior of your consumer. Mm-hmm. And we knew we had mostly women. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were three things she loved. She loved to shop. She loved to share. She was very involved in social media. And she loved mm-hmm. to play casual games. Right. Women, uh, 30 so to 60, already. you know, are 65% of casual gameplay. If you've ever sat at, next to anyone on an airplane playing Candy Crush Saga, you know. Yeah. And so we went out, met with every one of the gaming companies and said, if she's going to do all these three things, shop, share, and play, I want her to be able to do it on our platform. Right. And we launched HSN Arcade, 26 casual games, separate tab. You could win, you know, points for so prizes. It to the thing. And, you know, people who became the arcade members came three times as much, spent three times as long, and spent three times as much dollars right. on the network. Right. And it became a big part of our loyalty program. Mm-hmm. Um, but like anything else, not everybody got it right away when, mm-hmm. you know, said we were going to do it. But it ended up being a real growth vehicle for the business. All right. And so you were there at HSN, took it public. What made you want to go? So, you know, I'd been there over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Did the lights of working for Barry Diller? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I worked for Barry for two of them, mm-hmm. which was I'm fantastic, teasing. right? Yes. Um, I'm going to see him next week. Yeah. Vegas. He's 
you know, he's, he's I love really, saying that. I'm going to see Barry Dillis in Vegas yeah. next week. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> when I bump into him, he goes, aren't you glad I let you go? You know, <laughs> meaning take the company public. Right. Um, you think about Barry, though. I mean, you know him. Yeah. It's, uh, he is uh, uh, just the risk-taking and boldness is the essence of transformation. Right. And, you know, there's, there's no in the middle mm-hmm. with him. No. And, you know, when I said to him, this is what I think this business could be, he's like, go forth. Right. Right. Yeah. And he'll enable you to do it. You have to execute, but he'll enable you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were already uh, looking for a CEO, and I was mm-hmm. going to transition to chairman. But mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do one more big thing. Right. But I knew it wasn't in retail and it wasn't so in fashion. you didn't want to go run a, no. a new retail brand. And, uh you know, I also want. Is there anything intriguing in retail you liked, like Stitch Fix or some other things? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, not when I kind of got it into my head that, you know, this change in consumers' perspective on wellness and health. And, you know, I always look at businesses that have tailwinds mm-hmm. um, and where's the consumer going and really saw a big shift in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have always loved legacy brands right. and brands that have had meaning to people for many years. And so, you know, when I looked at uh, Weight Watchers at the time, you know, this 55-year-old brand started by a female entrepreneur mm-hmm. around healthy eating to lose weight right. and really predicated, though, on the power of community and right. community Which they supporting did and inspiring. Right. Gatherings. And the reality is those two things are still very important elements today. Mm -hmm. But I really felt that the brand not only had the permission, Mm -hmm. but almost the responsibility to be more than that. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing all my research uh, around this idea of where wellness is going, and we keep talking about wellness in the rarefied atmosphere, like – you know, I was just in Italy and they at the Global Wellness Summit, and they came out with this white paper that the global wellness economy has gone from 3.7 trillion to 4.2 trillion since 2015, and you know everybody's you know clapping for that, and we're spending all this money, but the world is getting unhealthier every mm-hmm. single day mm-hmm. to the point where it's in an extreme state, and if something does not change. Millennials will be the most obese generation in history. Right. And it's a global situation, unfortunately, led by the U.S. Yeah, we brought hamburgers and, Yeah. French fries and hamburgers And everywhere. so, you know, my feeling was that now you have this brand that has transformed many people's lives. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to anyone whose lives had been transformed, who had such a relationship with WW, you realize that... Every single person never leads with how much weight they lost. They lead with, I'm a better person, I'm a better parent, I'm living my life in a different way. Mm-hmm. And if so we it's more, could it's give, it's much bigger than that. And if right. we could give people what I call an ecosystem of support, mm-hmm. you know, why can't we be the brand who can start democratizing wellness and touch a lot more people mm-hmm. and aspirationally, you know, try and be a brand that 
empowers people to lead healthier, better lives and change the trajectory right, but that the, we're the seeing. The original Weight Watchers, as it was, they had first they had been sort of the gathering places, and then you checked in, and there was the community aspect of it, right? That you go every week to a weekly meeting and have a sort of a an up with people kind of session about weight loss or stories, and that was that was those three years, and then they did go online and do a lot more other things, but then it was sort of celebrity people who lost weight focused kind mm-hmm. of things, which I think is probably still an important part of marketing. But what made you attracted to it? Because it's a very old brand. It's like 55 years old is a great thing, but it's also 55 years old. And people think about weight loss in a different way now. So what's incredible about it is this is a brand that has about 87% recognition, mm-hmm. no matter where you are sure. in the world, number yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And it's much as it was somewhat dusty, mm-hmm it still had incredible equity and positivity. And that's Mm -hmm. what I thought about it, Mm -hmm. that if we could bring it to a new generation and if we could touch that many more people by elevating relevance, Mm -hmm. you know, becoming much more technology-focused and, you know, be that much more present in people's lives without losing the community and without losing the expertise in the science and the things that we do so well— that's a lot more powerful and will have a lot more impact than trying to start something right. from the ground of which up. Is other. I want to talk about the competitors in, in a little bit. But So you, you were attracted to the idea of taking this brand somewhere similar to what you've done at HSN. Like it was, it was sort of an antiquated way of selling, although new, fresh at the time, doing it on television. Right. And it, it was a matter of saying, how do we take a very single-focused business around mm-hmm. weight loss And now give people tools for activity, mindset, give them rewards and recognition, and still empower them with community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you look, we have about four and a half million subscribers. Mm -hmm. And all of them are attached to our digital tools and Mm -hmm. and our app. And they're engaging. And we Mm -hmm. even have a very powerful digital community. But 1.6 million of those still want to have that face-to-face interaction. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of giving people the community they want on Mm -hmm. their terms. And yes, are we elevating and are we evolving, whether it's our digital or our physical? Of course, Mm -hmm. you have to. You have to keep innovating. You have to keep evolving. But um, that community piece is never going to go away. Of course not. Why would it? I mean, I'm, I, what I'm thinking of is that they were slow to digital things. It was they like were, you know, it's very interesting because the company was early to the dot-com right. world and they were late to the mobile party. Right. And then when they did— Meaning a Weight Watchers website. Uh, more the app. Right. And when they did— their first foray was not terrific. Mm -hmm. And now compare it today, it's almost a five-star app. It's an incredible platform. Um, It becomes people's daily, you know, health and wellness tool. So it's a very, very different company and a very different business. All right. When we get back, we're going to talk more about that. We're here with Mindy Grossman, who's the CEO of WW International, which is Weight Watchers. We'll talk about why you changed the name, which is interesting. Support for this podcast comes from Constant Contact. If you're a business owner, you already know that it's really, really hard to cut through the noise of everyday life. If you want to connect with your customers, you need to break through the noise. You need Constant Contact. 
Constant Contact is a marketing platform that makes it easy to reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and connect over email, text, social media, and more. Whether you're a marketing guru or just learning the ropes, Constant Contact offers writing assistance tools and automation features that make it simple to say the right thing at the right time. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This week on The Pitch, we're back to pitches. And this one's coming from my job. What Podcast AI does is it lets podcast producers become 10 times more productive. How much are you charging the pitch? <laughs> We're charging $99, and Josh came in right before we doubled our prices. Mm. Mm. What's keeping something like a restream from just going like, yep, we do all this AI now stuff too? So there's a lot of these older companies that are tacking on AI, mm -hmm. and that's kind of the issue. They're tacking it on. You built this really quickly. What's to stop anybody else from doing this? What's, what's the moat? How do you build a moat when you're building with AI? That's this week on The Pitch. Go right now and subscribe to The Pitch wherever you listen to podcasts. We're here with Mindy Grossman. She's the CEO of WW International. That is Weight Watchers, which has changed its name. Explain the change of name, the, why you changed it to WW International. Yeah. I think it's important to note that we've been using the WW mark for mm -hmm. over five years. Yeah. And as much as the name has a tremendous amount of equity, mm -hmm. it's been in the, you know, universe mm -hmm. for uh, 55 years, right. it's kind of a, a blessing and a curse. Sure. And it was really becoming an impediment in a world where we don't even use the word diet anymore. We don't tell people what they should weigh. We literally say to people, what does healthy mean to you? And we're so much more than just about the weight. And it was important that we reflect that in our brand. So we moved to the WW mark, and we're utilizing the tagline, Wellness That Works. And the reason why we're utilizing that, if you talk to anyone about their experience at WW and you say, why did you join? Why did you come back? The first thing people say is, it works. Mm -hmm. And we've always been science-led and have mm -hmm. always had a product that has worked. So now we're just applying that to other elements of wellness. And we're probably, if not the biggest, one of the biggest proponents of body positivity. Right. Um, we don't dictate. It's really about what's your why. However, we've done a lot of both quantitative and qualitative research. Mm -hmm. And if you ask 10,000 people, do you want to lead a healthier life? Mm -hmm. 10,000 people are going to say so, yes. So the concept is getting away from weight to, to wellness, I guess. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. what's important to note, though, if you ask those same 10,000 mm -hmm. people, what's the first thing you think you need to do? Over 70 percent will say, I either need to lose weight or I need to eat healthier. So mm -hmm. we're not going to abdicate our leadership there, mm -hmm. we're just going to give people more than that. Right. Because 
you know, health doesn't have a beginning and end. It's mm-hmm. why we don't use before and after pictures. Well, death. <laughs> death. Yeah, well, that's okay. true. Sorry. That's true. If you believe in afterlife, maybe yeah, you can come true. back. Although we'll t- we're going to talk about <laughs> Silicon Valley's efforts to stop people from dying oh, and God. using technology to yeah. be skinny. So, you know, this is just really a matter of taking the brand into its next natural evolution. Okay. Let's talk about Weight Watcher specifically. So in, t- in order to do that, then it's not just about a calorie counting you eat this, 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 and you had the points. You changed. It changed a lot. I don't want to get into those specifics, but what do you have to do then to do that? What's the transition for something like Weight Watchers to do that when it's not just you eat this, you log it? That's the only relationship you had with it. Versus, that that was. Yeah. So if you have the experience today, mm-hmm. right? The program that was launched, or at least the eating program, Mm -hmm. um, in January, which has been our most successful in the history of the company, is called Mm -hmm. WW Freestyle. There is a scientific methodology. So we have one of the largest, if not the largest, food databases in the world. Mm -hmm. And we measure every single food Mm -hmm. on calories, nutrients, fats, sugars, and satiety doesn't Mm -hmm. fill you up which is why there's over 200 foods that are zero points. Mm -hmm. And then based on who you are, um, you get a certain amount of points Mm -hmm. per day that you can have beyond that, whether you want to lose weight or whether you just want to eat healthier. And it's the first time in the company's history that you can take one of those two paths. You used to have to want to lose weight. So now we have a healthy habits option, as you will. But in addition to that, we now are launching FitPoints 2.0, so taking the science and applying it to activity, so recommending a certain amount of activity between strength, endurance, and intensity, and then we're just about to launch Aptive within our app, which is Mm -hmm. Audio Fitness. Mm -hmm. We've already launched Headspace, so Mm -hmm. we do our own content. Aptive is another company. Yes, Aptive is uh, Audio Fitness. Right. Headspace is Is Mindset mindset. and Mindfulness, and we're partnering with them as well as creating other Mm -hmm. content. Headspace is the the, uh, meditation company. Meditation and Mindset. Right. Right, so there's original content that they're creating for us, same Mm -hmm. thing with Aptive. Mm -hmm. We launched the first uh, rewards and loyalty program in the company's history, mm-hmm. different than any other one. It does not reward you for spending money. Mm-hmm. It rewards you for all the efforts you take for your health. So you're getting points so, for your behavior. Correct. And you can redeem those points for different things mm-hmm. um, that will also So you're trying to give, give them a 360. You know? Right. And community. Right. So whether it's... Connect, which is what our digital community is called, Mm -hmm. very powerful, Mm -hmm. very honest, very positive. It's one of the biggest reasons I believe our attention's at an all-time high. This is online community. Correct. Mm -hmm. And or the in-person community. And so that's all our content, people coming together, sharing, et cetera. Mm So if you now you, you sit back and where we used to just be about the food, now you have what you put in your body, how you move your body, how your mind works to support Mm -hmm. all your efforts, your encouragement, and your community. Mm -hmm. You have a complete wraparound. Right. You don't have sensors yet, Mindy. Not yet. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about sensors and how you But we're constantly innovating, so who knows? Oh, you know, Google Uh, is working on a thing where you swallow a pill and it, it is your password. 
but you could actually start swallowing. We'll talk about that in the next. You can swallow <laughs> things to know what your body is doing right now. You know, there's Senses. going to, you know, the... We're going to get to that. Okay. I'm not going to get to it yet. Okay. So you have to, like, branch out from it because everyone's sort of taken a bit of you, a bit of your, you know, they're in your lane, essentially. First of all, there's other Weight Watching mm-hmm. companies. Nutrisystem, I guess, would be the... Is that correct? Yeah, you know, that's a very, very different business. Right. Um, it it's food. a food business, basically. Right, which you have. How big is that food selling? You know business? what? You can eat anything mm-hmm. on WW. Mm-hmm. The, we don't make like your everyday food. Right. The food products that we make, and 100% of them are all new launching in January. Mm-hmm. Because when we came out with the new purpose of the company, which Mm -hmm. is we inspire healthy habits for real life, Mm -hmm. people, families, communities, Mm -hmm. the world for everyone. Mm -hmm. And we said we're going to be a wellness company. Mm -hmm. All our products didn't live up to that. Right. So every food product we make, which is mostly in the healthy snacks, Mm -hmm. breakfast food, et cetera. And it's more to support people's efforts right. and streamline it. Sure. Um, we took out all artificial ingredients, preservatives right. ever, so so everything is launching. But Kara, to be honest with you, what I've what I've said is our biggest competition is people thinking they can get healthy themselves. Right. Okay. And they need a partner. Yeah, but you have to think about the new the, the others. Like Look, so- you can't ignore any competition. Right. And frankly, some of your biggest competition is the last great experience somebody right. had. You're, right. you're not just looking at a single lane right. of competition. Right. So you have to know what's going on around you. You have to right. be agile and constantly right. innovating to create more and more value for what you're sure. providing people. Right. And that's the only way to manage right. competition. Right. And so you have these competitors in the Weight Watch space. Then you have the comp- in the wellness space, which is really Boomed, and some of it's just awful. Like you know, and it's some of it's. It's it used to be sort of stuck in magazines, right? All the wellness stuff. No, it's becoming insidious. So yeah. I, I have a page that yeah. has twenty different articles on the left and twenty different articles on the right. Right. Each one negating one another. Right. Kale is good. Kale is bad. Right. Gluten this. Right. And I think kale is good. Bec- I know. Just so you know, I'm from San Francisco, and we have to say that. But And avocado yeah. toast. Yeah. Yes, we started that um, awful trend. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. ubiquitous. Yes. You know, the reality yeah. is that people are confused, mm-hmm. and they want the truth, and we've always been science-based. There's right. nothing that we do right. in any one of those areas that is not backed by science. We have a chief scientific officer, scientific advisory board. We just created our first youth and family advisory board. And that's what we represent, and that's why we're so trusted, mm-hmm. which is more important today than ever right. before. Right. Well, talk about that that growth. I mean, obviously, there was a big story in the New York Times about Goop, and, and I had Jen Gunter on, who was hysterically funny about she's the she's the OBGYN who just wants to stop people sticking things in their vaginas, uh, especially rocks. Um, yeah, and not stuff, good. Not good. Um, but he, he, she was talking about the whole, all the different health things on Goop, and, and, and it has been attacking Goop for that. But they, they they're sort of the front runner in that kind of stuff. But there's, it's all, it's, it's ubiquitous across the internet, weight watching, not just weight watching, health, everything else. How do you combat that? Because it's just, a, it's a flood now online and yeah. all kinds of apps that are trying to get you into those spaces. Well, I think there are... There is are, it news or apps or what's the so problem? So I think there, there, there are two issues. One is people don't know what's real and right. what's not. And for a lot of people, the shiny new object, right, is maybe the thing that'll work for them. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's rarely the case. Mm -hmm. I think the second issue that we have is wellness is becoming 
a little elitist. Right. right? Yep. Yep. And so we're trying to do two things. We're trying to be the voice of real mm-hmm. and trust. And we're trying to be more democratized, mm-hmm. you know. And so when I'm asked, you know, who do I think the the customer could be? And I said, I'm not being flippant, but if you have a body and yeah. you want to get healthier, um, we're going to talk about not we can a really here, we but. can really be, you know, your partner. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've said, look, if you have Amazon for shopping and you have Netflix for entertainment and you have Spotify for music. We should be your health and wellness partner, Mm -hmm. and that's our goal. And the one thing about having 55 years of trust Mm -hmm. is that you have 55 years of trust. In a lot of ways, I think, like Consumer Reports— Sort of, they were on the forefront of this kind of thing, and with the with, with they they did their reported and science based, and then they got run over by everybody. You know what I mean? Like in terms of, and yet and now they're trying to try to because they have a trusted brand, but it's hard to connect with millennials in that way or younger people, I guess, not just millennials. So you have you have all these fake stuff that's going on, which you have to combat, and you're science based in terms of what really works and or trying to shift, and then you also have all these gadgets. Everywhere. How so, do you look at so, that space? So, so you have you carry a Fitbit. What's or interesting? Apple has health. Uh, so what's on. interesting? Um, Apple and Fitbit are two significant partners for us. Right. So we think about 1.3 to 1.5 million devices, mm-hmm. unique devices a month. Mm-hmm. So that's actually complementary in our world. And for example, you know, I sync up with Apple Health. So. Mm-hmm. Especially now that we have the rewards program, I want to make sure I'm getting all my uh, credit, my, my points. So, you know, again, I think a lot of what we're trying to accomplish, we will accomplish more effectively with partners, um, the authentic partners. And what when I say authentic, it's partners that share the same desire that we do, which is actually to help the trajectory of people's lives. Right, right. But when you think about all the sort of the the, the boom in these things, and then people abandon them and stuff like that. How do you look at them as part of your strategy when you have all these... Do you look at something and think, this is not going to last, or what? Do you, where do you see promise? Look, as I said before, you, you have to look at everything. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone says, well, why do you need WW and you pay for it when mm-hmm. there's all these free apps? Right. And I said, how many free apps are on your phone that you've looked at once and you've never looked at again? Mm-hmm. People do value what they pay for, mm-hmm. and our goal is to keep giving them more for what they're paying for. So mm-hmm. if you just look at the difference in one year, mm-hmm. what someone has— from us that they didn't have a year ago, it is massive uh, in terms of support, in terms of the tools they have, in terms of the information. Um, and that's our desire. And if our real North Star goal, right, is to give people the tools to have the habits sustainably that are going to help them lead a healthier lives will also have the financial return on equity. And, right, to keep people there. Yeah, and I, I would tell you that one of the big reasons that, you know, I made the decision to join the company is, yes, I'm paid to deliver a financial return on equity, mm-hmm. but I'm very focused on delivering the human return on equity that if we do that, both will happen. I see. So when you think about with, with this noise that's going out there in wellness, and there, again, you're right, it is elite. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that people that without means cannot accomplish the things that you want to do, including um, even meditation, which they're trying really hard to get it through to everybody Like in that regard. How do you look at when you have to like get customers? Because you, you want to get a subscription. You have a subscription business. We have a subscription business. That's most business. of your business, right? 
that's 85% of our business. I figured, yeah. Is and the recruitment is, and retention. Right, and the rest is sales. You know, we have products. We, you know, we have WW Cruise. We have, Cruise? You have cruises? Actually, yes. Oh, we have wow. a partnership with MSC Cruises, our fourth cruise. Um, wow. Just ended. We have a cruise to Cuba next year. Wow. And... Um, it's called WW Cruise. Think right. of it as a week of health and wellness on the sea. Right. People love it. Wow. And um, I was forced onto a Disney cruise, and that wasn't so healthy. Yeah, I'm going to have to like do one of those with my grandchild. Soft serve 24-7. You cannot resist. Just FYI. Just a big... And it's good soft. Yeah, I think that's in my future. Yeah, I think so. So most of it is subscription. How do you do that in today's environment, subscription? So our model is for our app. Mm-hmm. Subscription. It's about nineteen ninety five. Using they're interacting with your app twenty four hours a day. Nineteen ninety five a month. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the price of two smoothies. Right. And then if you also want the weekly physical interaction along with that, mm-hmm. it's about forty four ninety five. But we also launched WW Good, which is our social impact platform to help underserved communities get healthier. Mm-hmm. We launched six wellness festivals in uh, the so summer. Actual events. Where if you came to the wellness festival, the second you crossed that threshold, you unlocked a month's worth of fresh food for a family in the community. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be expanding our efforts there around broader access where we can. You know, and when I think about it, you know, if I look at our constituency and what they'll pay for, I think they really value what we're giving them and the benefits. Um, We also saw we launched um, an invite a friend capability within our app. So if you invite a friend, you get a free month and your friend gets a free month. When you're in the subscription right now in the subscription space, it's a really interesting thing because it's hard to get people – to give them enough value for what they're getting. You know, I've, I've noticed a lot of these health, like there's fight camp, there's all these kind of interesting, there's a Peloton, someone left a Peloton in my new house, now I have one, I don't know if I want a subscription to it, but you know, it's all based around right. that. I happen to like SoulCycle, which I overpay for, but do you have to get into that kind of thing where you provide, if you're doing all health, do you have to get into having a Weight Watchers bike or a whatever or not? No, you know, We will definitely always own the science and the product around nutrition. Mm -hmm. I'm not becoming a fitness company, but Mm -hmm. we will have partners where it makes sense. Um, Because you're in wellness. You want the whole Exactly. But I would say that the one thing that you can never, ever underestimate that is so powerful for us is community. Mm -hmm. Again, whether it's that digital community, that physical community, and even people who've achieved their, let's call, weight loss or health Mm -hmm. goals, they stay because of the power of that community, and they now want to inspire other people, Mm -hmm. and we see that constantly. So our retention right now is in the high nine months, and what I've said was, you know, I hope to be talking about retention in years mm-hmm. um, at some point, not just months, because of the value of what we're giving people, the tools and the community. You know, I mean, where things are going, I spent a lot of time with Silicon Valley people, and they're all, whether it's food or fitness or body or wellness, they're trying to come up with technological solutions to solve our unhealthiness. Um, you know, one person I just met with was investing in a company that rids you of dead cells, sentient cells and, uh, and senescence. Um, and so if you don't have senescence, you don't die or living f- very healthfully until you're 90 or 100. 
someone the other day was saying, well, you can decide whether you want to live till 20 or 500 or something like that. You know, it's a really interesting. They're all, and then there's the food stuff that's going on in Impossible Foods. There's the idea of, um, you know, doing Soylent or uh, fasting. There's all kinds of trends and crazy things going on. And some of it's sensors all over your body so that you know or pills that you take to get skinnier and things like that. And there's brain drugs and things like that. How do you look at all that when you are when you have Weight Watchers? It's just like, don't eat that cake. Yeah. That's essentially... I mean, look... The How real, about don't the, eat the cake? The reality is you have to look at everything. Right. Um, I do think the place that is going to get more and more and more critical is personalization. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we're spending a lot of time and, and looking at that um, is... You know, how can you make it your WW as much as possible? Um, And, you know, we look at everything that's happening out there Mm -hmm. from, you know, DNA to biometrics to, you know, what's happening in food. I left out DNA and biometrics, right? Haven't, haven't, you know, thought about sensors in a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the way we also think about it, does the science behind it tell you that if you do this, you're really going to help people be more effective. And in some cases, it doesn't tell us that yet. We do think, though, that personalization around behavior and the more we can identify when you're having uh, a challenge or an issue and we can help you or the more we can personalize everything from food to activity, et cetera. So that's a big body of work right, that but, we're But I want you to on. think about even more out. Like I have like, I have said this to so many technologists. I'm like, here's what I'd like is the – like I have some sort of sensor in my body that goes, when you ate that cake, this is what happened to your sugar level. This is what happened. Put down that bagel immediately and have this. Take, like that it's more like if you're wearing – like Tim Cook's always trying to get me to wear the Apple Watch. I'm like, until it tells me exactly what to do, I ain't wearing that thing. Like just steps doesn't matter to me or, or you know what I mean? It doesn't – they don't become – a lot of these fitness apps and fitness devices aren't um, – they're not prescriptive. I'd like them to be prescriptive. Right. But that's what I'm talking about. P- part of that is personalization. Right. You know, because what may be good for me right. or what I like right. is different than what's good for you and what you like. So right. the more that we can get it to a behavior point of view where we're telling you something that's going to be relevant right. or more relevant. Right. Instead of just get up. I don't exactly. want to. Like, stop telling me to get up. That's exactly. not really, it's not, it's a really, like, where are we in that? I mean, you've got to be thinking about that because if you're thinking about wellness in general, it should be something that's actively helpful versus suggestions. Well, that's where we're spending a lot of time and Mm -hmm. research, and that's why we have a fairly sizable scientific group Mm -hmm. um, to look at. But we we will not do anything unless the science specifically says it is going to perform better than what people can do today. Mm -hmm. And we see it in in the future. And it's just a matter of when we feel that product is where we want it to mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. That you that people would know what you see to know what happens when you eat something to your body would be to me that's whoever does that let, that tells you that it's going to be next billionaire. Yeah, you know what I mean in terms of what it does and what happened and what you need to do next. And to your point, there is a lot. Mm-hmm. going on and you have to be cognizant of all that's going on but then put it through the lens of not just your brand but the lens of is this what consumers are really going to want and right. will it really help them long term mm-hmm. and is it accessible 
Right. 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 Because somebody could say that if you take a moonshot, you know, you'll live an extra 10 years, but Mm -hmm. it's going to cost you a million dollars. It's not really going to be very relevant. Right. Um, So the accessibility piece for us is important as well. Right. So when you look at it, the broader landscape, if you're moving into health, you also sort of run smack dab into the big companies, the very big companies. You consider them partners. But you see Google moving into it, Apple. Others. Yeah, actually, they're both great partners. You don't um, see them moving into your, or Amazon could easily move into this boy. They you know, he's in microwaves now, but he might move over to. Yeah. Eden. So, so you mentioned before, you know, why a fifty-five-year-old yeah. brand and community? I think that yes, are we using technology today to enable and to create more meaning? Mm-hmm. Yes. But the human-centric part of what we do and the community part of what we do, that is harder to replicate. But we're very, very clear that we just have to keep innovating and we have to be more important to people and we have to have the greatest efficacy. Um, and that's why we can differentiate ourselves. But they have a lot more data. Like the whole, you know, this argument just now around Facebook and others is the amount of data they have. It's only a matter of time before there are there's even more data about someone's actual body. You know, we have There's clothing. That's think about it. Data. We have no lack of data, right? right? Behavioral data, food science data, activity, mm-hmm. every element of of data, and we're working diligently to be able to use that much more effectively for personalization. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, you're saying, and that's a you know another big element of our strategy it has to be how do you think about privacy then because this is the big you know this week the things around yeah. facebook it really it boils down to privacy yeah and we uh, and the use of data or the yeah. misuse of data we are obsessed uh, about privacy and we know a lot of personal things about people's lives and health yeah. and that's a very significant responsibility and it's at the forefront of everything we think about because if We don't have that. We don't have a business and we don't have a brand. So it's tantamount number one to everything we think about. In terms of what what you have on people. Absolutely. And you think you'll have more data around them if as they begin to— Well, the more— Because you're getting to meditate. The more tools we give people, the more information we have. And if we use it for good, meaning we use it so we can better personalize their experience— that's a good use of data. And, you know, I think today if you're being asked for your data and you're not communicating to me as an individual, then why am I even giving it to you? Mm-hmm. But it can't become insidious where I'm giving that data away or, you know, I'm not using it for its most effective utilization. For what they asked you to use it for. Correct. Right. Are you worried about as you move more into overall health beyond just food, you get issues around insurance, around people, you know, there's a lot of that worry about the concept of it, the more, when I when I talk to different wellness companies, I'm like, are you using that to help companies know if someone's healthy or what the... Well, you know, we also have a health solutions business, mm-hmm. um, a B2B business. Right. And, sort you know... like Thrive is doing and stuff like yeah, that. And as much as we, you know, are launching our consumer brand mm-hmm. going into 2019, we'll also be relaunching our health solutions brand. This is going to businesses and to make what their employees we provide work. business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never been a big part of Weight Watchers. It business. should be a much it bigger part. It should have When I saw Thrive or all the others, a million yeah, of It them. should be a much bigger part. And right. now, actually, we have a better opportunity. We have some great clients now, don't get me wrong, but it's a much bigger opportunity now that we're more of an ecosystem versus mm-hmm. kind of a, a one path. 
but the most important thing is to be able to give the business a dashboard on are you really making a difference in Mm -hmm. the health of the employees, either Mm -hmm. in reduction in absenteeism, increase in productivity, Mm -hmm. healthcare costs going down. Um, And so that's a very important element that we know from the businesses we currently work with that we've performed. So if we have an even better offering, it should be that much more powerful. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because one another thing in Silicon Valley right now is is that you don't need food. Like food is kind of a thing, is a waste of time, which I think is interesting. You know, you've you know, heard that. You you've know, been to these But things. you know you know what people forget? What? Okay, food is not just something that keeps you alive, mm-hmm. right? Food no, is water, food is community. Food is socialization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you look at our Connect platform, mm-hmm. what is the number one shareable thing? Even if you look on social media, mm-hmm. right, it's food, it's Pictures. friendship, it's coming together. Right. That inherently is part of humanity, mm-hmm. and I don't think we're going to give that up. All right. So last question. When you started to make this change, I asked this of every entrepreneur or executive, what's the thing you did that you got wrong? And where do you think what's something you look at that's not Weight Watchers that you think that's really interesting what that company is doing? You can answer either in either yeah. way. Yeah. So, you know, when I think about when I say did wrong, I— Or made a mistake. And I, I sometimes want to move so quickly mm-hmm. that I can underestimate the trickle-down effect when it yeah. goes through the org. So that's over the course of a career. So I'm much more cognizant and focused right now on— Relentless prioritization right. of so what we can do. So were you moving fast and breaking and, things too, Mindy? Yeah, you know, I've been known to yeah. do that yeah. every now and, and and then. You know, and in terms of what people are, are doing, to your point, there's a lot happening in the wellness space that, you know, I think is uh, really exciting because I do think people want more personalized care, et cetera. But I don't think any one thing has broken yeah, through it yet. Hasn't. And, it hasn't. you know, I'm hoping that either us or us partnering will be able to do that. Right. One of the things that—I think the thing is the pill that makes you skinny. I think that's the—that is the thing. So but what we've actually been saying is healthy is the new skinny because people want uh, to define what that means for them. Uh-huh. And that's really what we're seeing. It's yeah. interesting. Healthy is the new skinny. All right. Mindy, I really appreciate it. Thank you so that's much. Great. And I'm looking forward to seeing—and these start to launch in January in, uh, in this year. End of the year. End of the year. Okay. It was great talking to you. Thanks for coming on the show. This is Mindy Grossman from WW International. Thanks to you all for listening. You can find more episodes of Recode Decode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please tell a friend about the show. You can follow me at Kara Swisher on Twitter. Mindy, where can people find you online? Mindy.Grossman at www.com. Oh, all right. Okay. And also, and then on Twitter, you guys use Twitter and yes, Instagram. on and stuff Twitter like as well. That. Okay, great. Uh, now that you're done with this, go check out our other podcasts, Recode Media and Pivot. You can find those shows wherever you found this one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Recode Decode. And thanks to our editor, Joel Robbie, and our producer, Eric Johnson. I'll be back here on Saturday. Tune in then.